A reading from Isaiah. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My whole being shall exult in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with a robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with a garland, and as a bride, as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the earth brings forth its shoots, and as a garden causes what is sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all the nations. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest until her vindication shines out like the dawn, and her salvation like a burning torch. The nations shall see your vindication and all the kings your glory, and you shall be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will give. You shall be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Galatians. Now before faith came, we were imprisoned and guarded under the law until faith could be revealed. Therefore the law was our disciplinarian until Christ came, so that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer subject to a disciplinarian. But when fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as children. And because you are children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a child. And if a child, then also an heir through God. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, 
yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, or of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. The Gospel of the Lord. A few years back, Hiroko and I agreed that we would not attempt to go up to Tahoe over Christmas vacation. Just too many variables, too many risks, too many highway closings if there was any sort of winter storm. So we went this year to Southern California and ended up in the midst of a winter storm. We hadn't been listening to the news, and so rather obliviously we drove south on Thursday morning, and what was supposed to be a six-hour drive turned out to be about ten hours. And uh, as we approached the mountains to the north of Los Angeles, we started to see signs that said, I-5 is closed at Grapevine. And uh, we started to get diverted on detours. And typical of the GPS or Siri or whatever gods are in control of the maps, the route kept switching back and forth. And it started to get dark, and the road started to get wetter and wetter, and the traffic started to get heavier and heavier, and suddenly we realized we were driving through mud. And the mud got deeper and deeper. And we suddenly realized that with all of the traffic behind us and all of the traffic in front of us, and there being no shoulder on the road except muddy ditches, There was only one way to go, and that was just to stay with it and keep going and hope we didn't get stuck. But I had a brief sort of nightmare scenario unfolding in my own mind that we would get stuck in a muddy field overnight. And then what would we do? It felt like we had fallen off the face of the earth. That feeling of being sort of over the edge comes back to me as well on this day when it's a gathering of the faithful few, right? Always the low Sunday after Christmas. And it was only a few short days ago that we were filled all the way out to the narthex with people for the great Christmas pageant. And uh, you could 
couldn't even keep quiet long enough to hear yourself think, and here today I can hardly hear the singing, you know? It was a very different kind of service and a very different kind of feeling. And yet, this is the Sunday that we always get this gorgeous passage from John's Gospel. Probably one of the most audacious writings in all of Christian scripture. This passage which dares, which dares to rewrite Genesis in its own way. This is someone writing towards the end of the first century who knew the Jewish tradition backwards and forwards and yet is taking all of the metaphors and images out of the ancient Jewish tradition and reworking them around the figure of Christ and even taking in some Greek terms, logos, the word, and incorporating that into this this whole new idea, this whole new framework, this whole new understanding of how God has come among us. And the reminder is meant to be one of comfort, probably for a Jewish Christian community living at the very edge of its society, probably experiencing some conflict with the larger Jewish world of the time and struggling to find its rootedness. And John is offering this affirmation about their place. And it's not just that they have a place at the margins of the world, but it is to say that the very center of the universe itself has come among you. And the language of John is even earthier than we get it by way of translation. It says the word came and dwelt among us in the English, but the sense of John's language is that the word came and pitched his tent with us. That was a passage that actually came to mind, sitting on that muddy road at what seemed like the edge of everything just a couple days ago. If we ended up camping in that muddy field overnight, which seemed like a likely possibility, at least we had the assurance of our faith that Christ would come and pitch his tent with us, even there in the darkness. That's the assurance we are given this day as Christians gathered together to continue to celebrate Christmas, even though the rest of the world is moving along, thank you very much, very quickly, as it always does this time of year. And it's not just enough to be smug and say, well, we celebrate 12 days of Christmas. It's a recognition that the incarnation has profound meaning for our lives. Because all of us, you as included, I'm sure, have been on that muddy road at one time or another. It's a metaphor for life, right? The best laid plans. And we end up in a mud patch with the potential of getting stuck, and the only way is to keep going, is to keep going and keep the faith. I set my hope on that truck driver a few cars ahead of us. I figured if a semi-driver could get through this, we could too. There were a few people who 
tried to get clever and go around, they got stuck. I tried to avoid the temptation to schadenfreude, but that's another sermon for another day, right? But we just kept going through, slowly but surely, keeping the faith, keeping the light shining in the darkness, a metaphor for life. That's what John is offering today with his pithy retelling of the creation myth, using language that both seems very elevated, at the same time it is very deeply grounded and rooted in common experience. We all know darkness. God knows we know darkness. We've all lived through it. But our faith is one that remembers the light has come, and not just come to guide us like that semi-driver in front of us, although he probably didn't realize he was guiding a whole bunch of folks behind him, but has come to pitch its tent with us, to dwell with us, not just one day of the year, but always. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it. We gather this day to remember that light, to hold that hope for a world that often forgets that hope, to hold that hope for one another, even in the muddy fields where we often find ourselves, to hold each other up, to keep going follow the light, the light that is not just leading us home, but that is home for us, no matter where we find ourselves. Good news, Christmas news, for a world that needs good news these days. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace. We hope to greet you in person very soon.